This week on Dueling Review, we take a look at Hawkman number 23 from DC Comics. Cloaked in black and wearing an eerie mask of a hawk, the mysterious plague doctor roams 17th century Europe in an attempt to ease the suffering of those who fall victim to the Black Death. But how is the doctor supposed to help anyone when he's hated and feared for his unique immunity to the disease? It's mind versus body as Carter Hall relives his most tragic past life in a last stand to fight off Sky Tyrant's control over his body for good. This week is perfect timing or just bad timing. I find the timing very unpleasant, and I think that simply based on the visceral reaction that I have to this issue, it has to count as bad timing. Yeah, I think I think bad timing too. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Hawkman twenty three. Um, Hawkman has had many lives, many reincarnations. I don't know when the reincarnation thing uh, kicked in. If this was a post crisis thing or a post, it was. Yeah, where they're trying to reconcile all the different Hawkman stories that are in continuity well, and out of continuity, and they're like, "Hey, he's been reincarnated a million times. That explains it." And they've just that just has screwed them up ever since. In, in their in their defense, reincarnation is in fact built into the Golden Age Hawkman's backstory from like the 1940s. The fact that he used to be an Egyptian prince is old school. I, I don't know how old, but definitely before I started reading in the 80s. So I want to say that's an original Golden Age bit, but the the modern interpretation that he keeps reincarnating as other hockey-type heroes is, uh, I think, a Jeff yeah. Johns convention. Maybe. Uh, Sky Tyrant is the Hawkman of Earth 3, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And somehow he has possessed Carter Hall's body, or... This is Hawkman yeah, of Earth is... 3 that is trying to reconcile the fact that he is of now of this timeline in Earth. I don't know what's going on there. Hawkman is one of the characters infected by the Batman who laughs. Ah, one of those nth metal um, things. Yeah. Okay. So him becoming the Sky Tyrant is actually part of the, I don't know if they're calling it the Secret Six or what. But yes, the, he, he's one of the corrupted superheroes. So as he is fighting this infection, we'll just call it an infection. Mm -hmm. He has a flashback to when he was roaming the European, probably more uh, correctly, Italian countryside of the 17th century. You know, Matthew, during during the during the Black Plague, the death, the thing that was coming from all the rats and the fleas. This is actually Spain in this no, that's in the okay. 17th century, but still, yeah, same thing. The Black Death, Matthew. Not not quite unlike our, our current pandemic, you know, where people are afraid to go out and people are dying left and right. And, and of course, uh, you know, people are making jokes about, hey, it's time to get out the Plague Doctor masks. First person I see in a Plague Doctor mask, I'm going to flatten him. And then, of course, we get this story where he's flashing back to 17th century Spain or Europe, wherever. And he Famous, is Famous a... In Europe. He is a he is a um, he's a plague doctor with a hawk mask, which I think is honestly kind of brilliant because it takes that beaked mask that you normally see on the traditional plague doctor and turns it into another another iteration of the you know reincarnating hawk creature. I like that. Eh. Uh, so he's going around trying to you know count the dead, and he uh, of course is not getting infected. And, you know, uh, plague doctors, you know, they stuff those beaks full of 
of uh, cinnamon and spices and flowers so that they wouldn't have to to smell the infection, that they wouldn't have to get the infection. But nope, everybody in this little town thinks that he is the Black Death. He is the one that brings death to the community, and they're all ready to lynch him up until Hawk Girl shows up. Or is she Hawk Woman now? She's Hawk Woman. Okay, she is also a Plague Doctor Hawk person. Right. And saves him, and they wander off into the sunset together. She's probably a uh, Hawk Madre. Probably a witch. That's what they would have called her. Yeah. No, she has to weigh less than a duck to be a witch. I, she, I'm sure she's still going to sink. But regardless, I don't know what to think about this issue because this is not something that was planned on coming out in May. This okay. is something, if I'm not mistaken, would have come out in end of end of uh, March, beginning of April, when right. everything shut down, which means that it would have been solicited in January it probably would have been written in October or November of 2019, maybe right around the time the first hints or indications that there might be some disease going on in China, but not to the point, and I re- the first I heard about it was around Christmas time, and I was like, oh, this is going to be bad. But I don't think, I can't, th- I can't believe that Robert Venditti, who is the writer on this, was sitting there and going, oh, man, Here's this uh, China virus thing, and I'm going to write this into a story. I just can't believe that. I can't believe someone would take something as crazy as the pandemic of COVID-19 yeah, and then turn around and try to make that into a timely comic book. Yeah, I don't think that's what happened here. I think that it's just bad timing. On the part of the release schedule, had you know, but then even had then, there not been an issue. even then, DC could say, "Yeah, this is probably not an issue we should be releasing right now." See, it's one of those things that I think you could go either way on because they're not. They're the point of this is not the plague doctor. The point of this is not necessarily the infection, but literally. Issue 18 of this was Hawkman the Infected. Mm. What I think happened is because they were talking about being infected by evil with, uh, you know, the the Edge Lords. Yeah. Um, that that was, I think, the thing that came up with this, you know, brought this whole thing into the forefront. I think that they're actually making a play on the infected heroes thing, which I'm really sort of fine with. I feel like this is going to be... One of those bad timing moments. Yeah, kind of like uh, the Kennedy uh, Superman issue. Yeah, basically, however you play it, it's going to be something that it, it comes across wrong, but it's not something that they had any real control of. It's not something they intended to do. It's one of those things where, you know, an issue of Justice League comes out on September the 15th, 2001, with a destroyed uh, Twin Towers in it because, you know, Atlantis is attacking or something. These things happen in comics. They are always unpleasant, and they're always, you know, hard to to read. But I don't necessarily think that there's something that you can blame the creative team for. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying is I can't believe that he would look at that that this would have been written before uh, the coronavirus became a huge deal. So this is just really, really bad timing 
in oh, yeah. the course of the story that they're telling. I'm not. No, no, no. I hope you don't didn't think earlier when I was saying that this was an intentional plan because he heard about it in passing in November and said, aha, I will do a story about a, uh, that takes place during the plague time because clearly that's what's going to happen. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is this was this is really weird, bad timing because or, you know, uh, one of those spirit of the times uh, getting ahead of things that are about mm-hmm. to drop because in October, November, when this would have been written or earlier. This idea sprang to his mind, and then by the time that this book finally releases, we are in the middle of global crisis and people running around saying, why are you wearing a mask? Why are you wearing a mask, you dude? You're the one that's killing everybody. Let's string him up. Let's burn him at the stake. He's clearly the work of the devil. Okay, Okay, stop. That's what happens in the the book. They tie him up. They claim that he's the devil. It's making me angry. El Diablo. Well, I mean, does that, I mean, that's kind of how I felt after reading this. I was like, this is, this is not a book that needed to be rushed out. This is a book that could have waited until maybe things calmed down a little bit. Uh, You know, that's, that's the thing is, is just like somebody wasn't thinking or somebody thought that it would be a brilliant idea to release this right now so that you could get a lot of podcasters, a lot of websites uh, talking about this, get all Twitter a buzz to force people to go and, and read this book. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what it is about this, but I think this is. I don't think that this was a good idea to release this issue right now. Again, I'm not blaming the writer or the artists mm-hmm. for the story. I think that this was bad timing. Now, if everything is fine six months from now, sure, release it then. Now, of course, that means you're going to have to put Hawkman on the back burner for six months. But if you've looked at DC and Marvel's upcoming release schedule, they're not going to be flooding the market. They're going to be releasing things in little groups and pockets. In fact, Marvel announced that they're going to actually start doing some digital first. They did it this week with Star Wars Dr. Aphra number one. And then starting on the 13th, they are going to release, um, I think, five or six digital first issues that won't probably won't see print. They'll probably go directly to trade. And then the week after that, they'll have even more digital first books before they start into a week of uh, single issues and then a week of trades, week of single issues, week of trades. And DC is kind of doing that same thing. So Hawkman 23 probably could be pushed until September, October. I just think that this was probably not the appropriate time to release this. Yeah, my bigger problem with this issue is just that it feels like a complete non sequitur aside in the middle of this ongoing thing because I haven't really been playing paying attention to the storyline where the Batman Who Laughs shows up because, mm-hmm. as I've mentioned before, I find the character of the Batman Who Laughs very off-putting, and I don't want to read about him ever. I don't think that it's something that I need to be a part of, and that's fine. I can disappear for a minute or two. It's the year of the villain, after all. It's not that like are they not still doing that? I thought that was I thought that was uh, last year was the year of the villain. Well, this whole thing spun out of year of the villain. Oh, okay. I know that the first the first issues of the infected were co branded as year of the villain. Mm-hmm. So I mean, well, here's here's the thing. Let me let me say some good things. I rather enjoyed the story. Once you get past the weird setup that this is plague times. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you try to detach yourself from current reality while you're reading this, the story right. isn't bad. I mean, if you're looking at 
Carter Hall re, you know, uh, reincarnation over time. And if he's doing it the instant he dies, he's reincarnated as someone else. Uh, then, yeah, it would make sense that you would have sometime between ancient Egyptian uh, king god mm-hmm. to, you know, modern day. There's probably a good chance that he was around during the uh, the 1600s Black Plague. Sure. And it probably I... makes sense that he would have, if you're trying to tie it into Hawkman, that he would be a plague doctor with a really kind of shortened beak uh, mask. Hawk beak. Yeah. So I feel like for me, the hardest part to keep to try and figure out and understand is how he's also reincarnated from a version of himself that lived on Earth three. That's the part that was a little weird for me. That's why I was like, maybe when the multiverse collapsed, Mm -hmm. he was shifted into this timeline and all his memories have been recalibrated, kind of like what we're seeing in the CW series, The Flash. That's the only thing I could think of, because that was the little thing that was also somewhat troubling. And then I was like, okay, this has got to be one of those nth metal uh, things that Snyder and Capullo were working on. And he's been infected. It's still the same Hawkman, but he's just been infected with something right. from that from that world. So I don't know. I, I thought the story was fine. I thought as kind of an interlude story or trying to get around to where this story wants to go and you needed a filler kind of issue that this felt like kind of a filler issue and not something that was important in the grand scheme of mm-hmm. this Hawkman story of him trying to fight off this infection. That being said, still think this is bad timing. Yeah. I, I'm, I mean, I don't hate it. I feel like the art is really solid. I really enjoy the subtlety of the facial expressions, especially when, uh, you know, 1700s Carter takes off his mask and, is sitting there, a little girl comes by, and he kind of waves and smiles, mm-hmm. and she runs away mm-hmm. screaming. Yeah. I really love that, and I feel like the basics of it are solid. Some of it's actually really ingenious. I, yeah. I still say that the the hawk beak on the, the traditional plague mask is neat. But mm-hmm. And yeah, him going I around, it's, I, I like that he's going around, and he, he knows that he's, at this point, he knows that he's been reincarnated. And he's just yeah. like, look, I, I have to count the dead. That's just basically my penance right now is going around and, and, and trying to console all these people who have lost people and opening windows so that they can get the fresh air and not be around all of this, this bad air and, and, and stuff that's killing them. So, you know, there's this here's this, you know, it's it, it's a tale of this is my penance. These are things that I must suffer through. I'm trying to suffer the the uh, or ease the suffering of others. Right. And then they think I'm the devil because I'm the one that doesn't get sick. So I, there are really, there are really good setups in this story. I I really think that there are good setups in this story. I think the writing is solid. I think the art is really good. Yep. And we still can't recommend it just because of unfortunate implications. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's going to happen. It's not fair and it's not anybody's fault. Yeah. I have a feeling that this is one of those issues that, you know, 50 years from now, 60 years from now, very much like um, the Deus Ex uh, series, or I'm sorry, not a Deus Ex, Ex Machina, that series. Uh, Ex I have Machina. A, I have a feeling uh, like the, um, the Superman, the DC comic that you were talking about that came out the week after 9-11. Uh, oh. You know, those are things that people are going to say and say, hey, here is kind of a weird sampling of things that happened during this time period. That we can look at and kind of maybe get some insight as to what was going on, even though, again, this issue would have been written months before the 
uh, outbreak in China got really bad in Wuhan, right? Before before they decided to close the city down and, and those kinds of things. So it's some weird timing, yes, but it also shows, I think, and hopefully could be the discussion point in the future. Hello, future people, if you're listening to this 50 years from now. Uh, hopefully people will look at this and say, this is how publishing worked back then, where you had to have a book started to be written six months before it was going to arrive on a newsstand and would really only be on a newsstand for two or three weeks before right. it would be rejected. And here's the weird thing that happens when you have, you know, this much of a lead up to a 23 page story. So I don't know. I, I can't say I can't recommend it. I'm just going to say if you are someone who is super bothered by the current coronavirus situation in the United States and other parts of the world, if you believe that a story set during plague times is going to be too much for you, then yes, I think you should probably avoid it. If you are someone who really doesn't uh, care, if, you, if you're someone who can handle or deal with this crisis and understand some of these things, I think this is a good story. I don't know how it aligns with the greater Hawkman arc that is being told, but I think it's a nice little, here's a past life of the Hawkmans and the Hawkwomans. I, th I think it's fine from that. Is it a fantastic issue? No. But I think it's it's competent. But you're you're saying no, Matthew. I am. And I'm saying no simply because I feel like the confluence of it being kind of a sidetrack in a larger story and the whole thing spinning out of a big ongoing storyline and the fact that it's, you know, just unfortunately timed kind of leave me with uh this is okay but i don't feel like it's a it's a pick it up i don't feel like you're going to miss much even if you went from issue 22 and went i really want to see what happens next you can probably jump back in next month with 24 I, I and think see so what too. happens next i think so too i really think that this is that interlude thing where at the end of issue 22, he was probably fighting the virus. Issue 24, he's now conquered the virus. The end of issue 22, Adam Strange and the Adam and the Hawks were fighting off the tyrant. And then somehow the Hawks got teleported into this weird void. Mm, okay. And the, yeah. yeah, that doesn't make any sense then. Yeah. Well, that's a thing. <sighs> void. So there you go, everybody. That is Hawkman number 23 from DC Comics. Uh, if you would like to pick up a copy of this for yourself, if you don't mind the digital editions of comics, over there at Majorspoilers.com on the show notes for the page, you will see a link to Comixology. You can click on that link and you can buy that single issue comic and a little bit will come back our way. It doesn't cost you anything extra. Remember, Comixology is owned by Amazon. So that affiliate uh, thing kind of works. We've got an affiliate thing with Comixology that works very much like the Amazon affiliate program. Uh, so if that is something that you are interested in, click and buy, buy, buy away. And I think you can buy multiple copies if you want to buy it for other people. Uh, but once you buy the comic, it won't let you buy the comic again. So it's not like you can buy 10 copies of Hawkman number 23 just so that we get an extra two cents out of the deal. So uh, Marshall Nesbitt in the Discord channel is saying that he's already set his alarm for 50 years from now. So he can go back and have an interesting conversation about Hawkman number 23. If you would like to be part of the live show, the live show experience, then what you need to do is become a patron at patreon.com slash major spoilers, 
and then you tie your Patreon account to our Discord server, which unlocks a bunch of secret channels and a bunch of hidden channels that only our patrons have access to, including recording the live show live Thursday night, 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. And uh, there you go. Normally, we would say, hey, uh, this uh, show was brought to you by uh, everyone who voted for this particular issue. But as we know, mm-hmm. comics have not returned to their regular schedule. Now, as I mentioned a little bit ago, Matthew, uh, Marvel did say that they were going to resume normal, eh, I put in quotes, normal print comic distribution starting on the 27th. Uh, they did say that they were going to have a smaller offering at first and then work their way up. And uh, they were going to alternate the weeks between one week being singles and then the next week being trades and kind of work that way back and forth, I think through July, definitely through the end of June, but maybe even July as they build that schedule back up. DC Comics is really pushing to get a new comic book day to come out on Tuesday instead of a new comic book day on Wednesday. And I think you and I had a conversation about this uh, not too long ago in that um by having the new comic book day being of uh happening on Tuesday that more aligns DC Comics with what's going on in traditional bookstore release mm-hmm. schedules. Yep. And I think to some degree if they keep it on Tuesday and the rest of the industry or parts of the industry stay on Wednesday, maybe you know you can get your DC books one day, you can get your well, Marvel, yeah. your Dark Horse, you can get stuff different days. That is one of the interesting things things that come out about this because depending on how a comic book would get to a traditional bookstore, either mm-hmm. that bookstore would be able to sell the issue a day ahead. Well, let's talk about trade paperbacks. It would be able to sell the trade paperback a day ahead of the local comic shop, which would normally sell things on Wednesday, or mm-hmm. it would put the traditional bookstore a week behind because the release schedule favors the local comic shop by DC moving this to Tuesday. It's basically saying, Hey, you can start selling this stuff on Tuesday. If you want local comic shop, because that's when we are releasing it to the bookstores. And then you don't have to worry about being behind. We're actually allowing you to sell comics a day early. You are now moving new comic book day to Tuesday. And I wonder how long before other publishers will get on board with that. I, I'm, uh, and I'm wondering what the local comic shop w- reaction would be if they know that, oh, my gosh, now I'm competing with bookstores. Now you want me to compete with digital comics? <laughs> there are going to be a lot of people screaming because any change in comic book uh, distribution issues has stores freaking out. And simply because, the you know, basically it's been designed to where you can count on this broken system to do the same thing every time. And that same thing is maybe getting you some of the comics that you ordered in a sellable sense, maybe. Yeah. And now there's a lot more uncertainty. And even if it's uncertainty that can and hopefully should lead to better things, there's definitely going to be grousing as procedures change. You have to figure out, you know, new orders, new delivery, new shipping, whatever it is you need to do. But you kind of can't blame them. Anybody in this situation right now is going to be dealing with, you know, uh, uncertainty. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like the general uncertainty in the universe at large is going to make the changes for the comic company and the comic, you know, distribution and the brick and mortar stores even more stressful, Mm -hmm. hopefully on the short term. Yeah. So here's what's coming out next week from Marvel Comics. Ant-Man number four, 
Avengers of the Wasteland number four of five, Ghost Spider number nine, and Ravencroft issue four of five. Now, in the press release or in the news information that we have up there on Majorspoilers.com, uh, they they basically indicated that the print versions of these issues would come out like months from now, which seemed to indicate to everyone that the, when they talk about the print versions of these comics, they're really talking about the trade paperback. So if you're someone who was buying the single issues and enjoying the single issues, in order to get the other two issues, you're going to have to buy the trade paperback coming up in the future. That's the way it made it sound in the information that Marvel released. But they do have the four comics coming out next week. Ant-Man, Avengers of the Wasteland, Ghost Spider, and Ravencroft. Uh, some other people have pointed out that these were based on the previous issues sales, that these are issues that were probably not selling well to begin with. So putting these as a digital first and then to trade is a way of uh, not having to out the cost of these books that they probably would have canceled and allow a story to be finished and then also to um, uh, to get money off the trade collection on this. Makes so sense. there is that. Uh, DC Comics next week. They have a lot of comics coming out next week. They have uh, Justice League number 44. Uh, Superman, oh, uh, Superman Smashes the Clan. That trade collection comes out. That should be really good. Uh, Swamp Thing, issue number three, and Teen Titans Go to Camp. That is a free comic book. Those are just some of the single issues that are coming out next week. They also have a bunch of trades. Uh, Justice League uh, Dark, uh, the, um, the Witching War comes out next week in trade. The Adventures of Superman, the George Perez collection comes out next week. That's a $32 book. And Superman in Action Comics, vi uh, volume three, The Leviathan Hunt comes out next week as well. Now, you had uh, reviewed, this. these are the print comics. These are not the digital first comics. Right. Uh, you had reviewed Superman Man of Tomorrow this week on the Major Spoilers podcast. And yes. I had said, I'm pretty sure this has already come out in print first, which is weird why, they're, why they are calling this a digital first. And some other people had pointed this out to me saying, yeah, I'm pretty sure I have this book already. Went and looked, and indeed... Uh, the Swamp Thing Digital First and the Superman and the Flash, um, Fastest Man Alive, uh, uh, one that comes out, the Wonder Woman, Agent of Peace. These are all stories that were previously released in the Walmart giant size right. comic editions. Okay. Which, again, it took people almost three weeks to figure out that these were the Walmart reprints, which tells me that the comic book shops that were whining and complaining about how Walmart was going to ruin their business model it didn't ruin their business model, number one. And number two, sales of those Walmart issues were fairly solid, which leads me to believe that there are a bunch of new comic book readers out there who are just haven't made the connection to a local comic shop because they've picked these up through Walmart. Right. So that, I think, is kind of a cool thing. Any thoughts? Any reactions? Now, now I'm not pointing this out to make you feel bad that you reviewed a book that has already been out like months ago, because Ashley did the same thing when she reviewed the Swamp Thing book um, on the Major Spoilers podcast a, a while ago. No, because it said digital first, and so it counts. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm fine with it. I feel like it's nice to see those being, you know, brought to, I, sh I shouldn't say a broader audience, because I think that the Walmart the sales Walmart are actually are much going better, to be yeah. more than the comic shops. Yeah. But not everybody was reading them, and you couldn't get them at a comic shop. And I know that I never saw those Walmart mm -hmm. issues or, you know, read them or even reviewed them. And a lot of the places where I'm like, hey, where would I go if I'm going to get this Walmart comic that I want and I don't want to go to Walmart because I hate Walmart? You're not. 
until now. So I'm really sort of fine with that. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciate the fact that both issue one and issue two of Man of Steel specifically are very iconic in the, or archetypical, I guess I should say, in the way that they present Superman. Man of Steel number one, or Man of Tomorrow number one, rather, was really, really good. And it wasn't like a Superman primer or anything. It no, was no, no. an existing adventure, and it was really, really nice. It was a good, broad sort of Superman's married to Lois. They work at the Daily Planet. This is how this happens, but there's also a cool adventure going on. I really liked it. Yep. So, yeah, I think that getting access to these in another fashion other than just Walmart is perfectly fine by me. And if it says digital first, I'm going to review it. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, Dark Horse next week has Plants vs. Zombies Volume 16, and we will be home again. Uh, trade story there. That is about the um, uh, incarceration of Chinese people during World War II, I believe. Image Comics next week, nothing from them. Dynamite Entertainment, uh, nothing from them. IDW Publishing, also nothing. Viz Media has uh, Radiant Volume 11, Ren Ni Volume 33, Transformers Volume 2, a Tropical Fish for for Show, Volume 3, and the Yokai Watch. Yokai Watch. My kids at one point had their own Yokai Watches, Volume 14. Uh, Boom Studios next week has Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Beyond the Grid. That's a trade paperback collection there. Yen Press uh, has nothing as of yet. And Kodansha Comics has a whole bunch of stuff, including uh, Ace of Diamond, Volume 26, Domestic Girlfriend, Number 272, Eden's Zero, Issue 93, A Hero's uh, Hero, The Hero Life of a Demon, Volume 2, Space Brothers 355, Matthew, To Your Space Eternity, Brothers. To Your Eternity, Issue 123, and Tokyo Revengers, Volume 15. Archie Comics, I'm sure, will also have a number of comics coming out next week. Let's go down to Archie really quick. Oh, what uh, would that number be? Seven? For what? Archie? So Archie's been doing this thing as their digitals, but they're reprints. But what they do is they have this 80th anniversary celebration going on. And so what they're mm -hmm. doing is every week they're releasing like four to five books under this Archie Comics 80th um, anniversary edition. And so you've got, uh, you know, um, Sabrina, Sam Hill, uh, a bunch of other Betty and Veronica stuff, a bunch of Archie stuff, Jughead. Each character basically is being highlighted or showcased in one of these volumes. Next week, we have issues um, 10, 11, and 12 coming out of that, as well as Betty and Veronica and Archie uh, Double Jumbo Comics uh, coming out. Let's see, who else has been releasing stuff? Uh, let's look at Action Lab. Now, we did say that they were, yeah, they have nothing coming out next week. They furloughed, furloughed all of their employees. And then let's slide on down to Zenoscope and see if they have anything out. They were also releasing things earlier. Nothing from them, and I believe Oni Press doesn't have anything out next week either. Nope, so that, that looks like those are the main ones that we would normally talk about on the show. But there's new comics, people. When someone says there's there no comic are. book day, yeah, there is. You just have to be open enough to read comics in a different format than print. So there you go. All right, we ended up having a lot of people in the chat this week. Kevin Eleven is certainly there. Mark Smith, 72, Marshall Nesbitt, Omega Lazarus, Pleasant Doom, and Toss the Halfling are all there. How are you, how would you guys think? Did you enjoy the show? I know some of you walked in a little late. Hopefully you yeah, enjoyed yourselves. Late. Yeah, so yeah, Mark Smith has basically got it right on where I turn to the audience and say, were you not entertained? And everyone says yes. Yes, they were. So what are you waiting for? You can come in and join the live chat live Thursday nights, 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time, where we review a book. And pretty soon we're going to get that voting back. 
and then you guys will be able to pick the book, and you'll be able to hear Matthew say, Zubat! This podcast is copyright 2020 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.